Hey everybody, Nina here. Um, I wanted to show you guys a new AI writer tool that I found a couple months ago. Um, I found it before it even had like help information set up and was playing around with it. I think it's grown a lot in the last kind of two months since I kind of figured it out. Um, and I want to show you guys about it because I think it's good to learn about all these different AIs. So it's called Reword. Um, it does have a free plan and paid plans, which is really nice. So um, I'm gonna go through, let's look at the prices first. So I'm on the free plan. Um, mine still gets a pretty good amount of the other things because I've been here since before it had this. Um, but here are the different plans. So the free plan's pretty good. You get one project, which means one website. Um, basic AI intelligence, which is GPT-3. The other ones have supercharged, which is GPT-4. When I spoke with um, their customer service section to figure out like what they use to teach it, they use a couple different learning models. And so they didn't tell me like all the ones it's trained on, but there is a good basis with OpenAI, which is like true of all of these paid tools, to be honest. They're all partially built with it. Um, unlimited AI assistance means that it'll write as much as you want, so there's no word count limit, which is really nice. Uh, you can do four art articles per month on the free one. You can do a lot more on the paid plans. Uh, I like that it has a lot of languages. Most of them do now, which is pretty good. And then uh, the other ones have collaborative editing, which means that like multiple people can be on your account at the same time. There's like the teammates section where you can add more teammates. Um, again, I got in here early, so I was able to have teammates, but they're just my other emails. I don't really know why I did it that way. Don't ask me, I can't tell you. So the way that it works is you set up an account and the really cool thing about Reword and the kind of their USP, which is their unique selling point, is that the AI is trained by your own materials, which like I haven't seen anywhere else yet. Every other AI I've used, you have to do the training. Um, even Jasper, like Jasper is trained on different templates and like to respond in a certain way to different commands. However, he's not trained on your writing and your site. Even ChatGPT, um, a lot of the commands that I use are training it to do things and you have to like introduce it to your content every single time. With this, you don't have to do that, which is pretty nice. So what you do in the project um, is you'll set like the name of your site, the website, and then the language you want it to operate in. It does have a lot of language options, which is really cool. And I like that it has like a GB, uh, GB, sorry, Great Britain option. Um, I just read like what I, I'll say what I've read immediately, it's kind of a problem. <laughs> but I like that you can set the different language. Um, my sites are all in US English, but one or two of them I do kind of switch a bit. Like my writers write US, I naturally write Canadian or British English because I'm Canadian. Then you do this thing called priming, where you start telling it about your site. So I'll be honest, I don't really use it for this site, I use it more for my other ones. Um, so we're going to set it up together. So you select your industry. There are a lot of options here. They're not perfect, I would say. For example, like there's no SEO, but um, I believe there's marketing. Yeah, marketing, advertising, sales. I would say that's probably the closest thing to what my site is about. So now I made this like little intro of what my site's about a while ago um, when I first started using it. So I think this is pretty minimalistic. Um, I'm gonna turn Jasper off or it's gonna keep trying to get me to write with it and that frustrates me. Um, okay, so what you can do is like actually give it a lot about your site. And I think this is really important to know about your site regardless. Yes, it's good to be able to describe your niche in like three words, but it's really good to be able to give this a lot of information. So um, let's 
kind of just go off of this one. Um, it's hard for me to like think and talk at the same time. Um, I basically operate like my dog. I can only do one thing at a time. adding a bit more context there I want to basically tell them what my site is about and kind of touch on different areas of focus so my pillars for this site are SEO travel blogging and then technically content creation but that's basically just become AI stuff so when you look at this right now I talk about running a profitable travel blog with SEO I talk about um, niche sites I talk about passive income which is like the whole reason you would even use SEO why would we be on Google if we don't want to make money um, and then using AI writers to speed it up so that gives it a bit of information about my site. Then you would do um, your like avatar for your customer. So I'm just gonna do a couple like quick ones. Um, I have like got a three page in like deep dive into my customer avatar. Um, Cause I, yeah, I really wanted to know who I was talking about. Um, so typically I just always say like millennial cause they're my languages. Um, No judging my spelling, because I do not spell well. I'm very much a digital age person. Um, then you save your profile then the training now this is where it gets really cool so you connect it to your google search console and then it will pull data over here i have yet to have it pull impressions click or i don't even know what intense really means um but it's never pulled any of those for me what it does pull is the number number of articles i have the number of words i have and then like how many times i've used ai in that site um kind of with their system so what I think is really cool is like you do get to learn how many words you have on your website. I wouldn't have known that. Um, I have a few more articles now. I would probably need to reconnect it uh, to update that. I think I have about 50. Um, yeah, but regardless, I think it's pretty cool. If it's missing any, you can manually add them. So let's go over to articles. Sorry, it's hard to see it beyond this little like loom thing. Um, so here we have a bunch of my articles. It gives you the status if it's published or in draft. Um, so these it pulled automatically. If I needed to add one, I'd go to add published articles and you just enter the URL of that article on your site um, and then it will walk you through a process. So let's just do, um, I have to actually grab a URL. I'm not very good about remembering them. I have the memory of a goldfish. Okay, let's just pick up a recent one. And there you go. So it'll start importing it. It takes a minute, um, but it works pretty well. And so then if you wanted to adjust any of these, you could open them in editor. That way you can um, play around with them if you want to do any optimization of it. Uh, I don't really know what comments means. I have comments turned off on my site, so it's not comments from your site. Um, so I can't tell, 
Uh, I've asked and I've yet to hear an answer, so I will update you when I learn. <laughs> then word count is the word count of the article. Um, last updated would be an update date. First detected is when they detected it, so when they started like pulling this. Um, yeah, so let's go in and optimize an article. Let's pick one that maybe needs some optimization. So here you go. It's pulled this directly from my site. Um, it does tend to like kind of blanket copy and paste. So you'll see it like pulls my privacy policy. It pulls my table of contents, which I don't really need, but it's interesting to have. So good enough. So let's walk through what is happening on this screen now. So the first thing is this little like, I don't know what to call that icon, but yeah, that icon, if you click on it, you can then run commands in here. This is something they introduced more recently and it's so helpful because before you only had those like other questions that popped up. Um, and then they give you examples of commands that you could run. And so what I really like is the um, meta description option. That's, I hate writing meta description. So it's great to be able to use that um, to, yeah, to write a meta description off of the whole post that it can see. I like the comparison table as well, especially if you've done an affiliate post, popping in here and then running this over an affiliate post to get like the comparison table for it. I use it for cost of living posts as well on my expat site because I hate making tables out of the cost of living. Um, yeah, and then I think it's quite interesting, uh, the ones that it comes up with, but you really can run any command that you want. Uh, then up here we have the formatting, so you can like force formatting as you feel. It only does um, H2 to H4 because the first one automatically is an H1 for your title. Um, it doesn't do below H4. To be honest, I never use H5, H6, so I think it's fine. Then you've got the basics, bold, italic, underline, strike through, adding a link, adding an image, and then if you want to force a table um, to start happening in there or you want to add your own table, you can do that. You got your bullet lists, you've got your horizontal line, that's like a line break across the page. Uh, then these commands, basically anything orange up here is where the AI is working. So AI enrich, let's just run one, that way you guys can see it. And it's loading in the corner. My internet's not amazing, I'll be honest with you guys, so this might take a second. It's usually pretty fast though. Maybe not today. There we go. Um, so you can see it basically uh, wrote some new content for us. And it wrote a lot of new content, Jesus. So it did, um, oh goodness, there we go. Uh, just trying to like see where it stopped. I should have kept track of that for a second. So basically AI enrich is like write more. Um, I don't know why they call it enrich. It's kind of like it follows from whatever you've been talking about. So what it did there is it saw my, in my title, it saw like the one sentence of my intro, and then it gave us some information. So I think it's an, a cool thing that it does. I wouldn't say it works perfectly. I definitely think it's better for like a continue writing sort of thing um, because you can't guide it just by clicking it. So what I prefer is like AI rephrase is a better one when you want it to rephrase something. So let's get rid of that. Let's just rephrase the whole intro, why not? Again, this will take a moment and I apologize for my internet but I wanna do it in real time. There we go, so we can see that it's redone itself. Um, what I think is really cool is that a lot of this is based on my own um, methods of writing. So I almost always start with a question and it's learned that off of myself because a lot of times um, it won't do that. 
It's also pulled the five years of experience. I don't believe that was in the last one, but it's in a lot of my other articles. So it can pull from its knowledge of me as well. Um, I never use in this article, so I would get rid of that. It's not, I'm not a fan of that. Um, but I love like the late night writing sessions and tech breakdowns. I've experienced it all. Don't worry. I say don't worry all the freaking time. So this sounds like me, which I really enjoy. Now, is it perfect? No, because it does not use the keyword inside of it. That's fair. I think with any AI, you're going to have to adjust them and edit them as you want. That's where I would like, if I was first writing this, I would run a command telling it to write an intro, including my keyword. Um, but this did a pretty good job for me having clicked one button, especially for something that like, if you had to go through and do a content audit, this is really helpful to update. Then we have AI shorten. I love this because so many times for like FAQ sections, we like, FAQs should be 50 to 60 words long, and that's it. But a lot of times AI try to answer the question as though it's the whole blog post, so you can actually have it shortened. So I'm just gonna do it on the intro. I know it's gonna be a bit weird, um, but I wanna do it all in one spot so we can see the variations it does. So look at that, it cut it down to like what matters most. And I think it did a really good job of that, to be honest. Uh, we got the question, we have my experience. Here it introduces the keyword a bit better. Um, da, da, da. Read on for helpful tips, discover if blogging is right for you, whether you're seasoned or just starting out. I think that's like, to be honest, it pulled the most important stuff out of what was there. Um, I really think it does a good job with that. Then you can undo and redo as you wish. Um, then we've got this little bubble over here. Oh, these are the comments. Interesting. That's new. I'll have to go and look at those for my other posts. Performance targets. Um, I think this is interesting because it talks about like, basically when you use Surfer SEO or you use um, like Rank IQ or something, I always want to call it Rank Math for some reason. Um, they will pull based on your keyword. So with this one, it's basically it's not looking at just like the actual keyword you're going for it's looking at like general blogs kind of similarly um yeah so it says topic model i don't really it's a weird term but essentially it's like hey other people who wrote about blogging ever this is the information we have i take it with a grain of salt i would much rather learn about like specifically my um my keyword and what the goals are but i think it's pretty cool that it has it um the reader intent, I've never really had it populate, so I'm not really sure. I think they're still working on that. That's the thing. This tool is really new, so it has a lot of room to grow. And then here we've got kind of the information about it. So you got like who modified it. That would be if you and your team are working together on it. Words and characters. I don't really care about characters. I've never really kept track of them except for when I need to with like a meta or my title. Um, yeah, I like that it has versions too, so you can see like when things changed. Yeah, so now let's get to this stuff. Oh wait, sorry, I, I forgot a couple. So this is where if you wanna share the link and invite a team or invite someone to see it, and then there's settings as well for you to copy it. So um, if you copy it as text, the formatting isn't as good. Markdown has the formatting. Um, and then as HTML, if you wanna do it as HTML, or if you wanna full screen it. Um, you can also mark as published if you've decided to upload it and then like put it on your site, and then it will just move it from like the draft area we were in before uh, when we started. So now these are basically rewords other USP <laughs> beyond um, basing it off of you is it runs on questions almost. So this is what it used to start with and only had this. It didn't have the command section or if it did, it was 
impossible to find and I never found it. Um, so basically it gives you ideas of things to consider and things to ask it. So what subheadings matter most to my readers? What questions do my readers have? What facts and statistics are relevant to my topic? This one is pulled from GPT-4. I asked them about it. I was like, hey, you don't talk about where this comes from. Um, I am doing a review on this. I want to know what's happening. And they said that it, they didn't come out and say GPT-4 specifically, um, because I think they're trying to not tell me exactly what models they're using to, and like what APIs they're using. But everything they said is GPT-4, whether like it pulls from search, it like the ways it pulls from search. I was like, yeah, okay, so it's GPT-4. And they were like, yeah, kind of. So, um, which is like, I don't know why they don't just tell us. It's fine. I know it's GPT-4. I still think it's good enough that there's enough stuff they offer that it's worth paying for. Um, but yeah, whatever. So that's where they pull the facts and stats, which I really enjoy. I think it's super helpful. I still recommend double checking them. Um, it, initially, when I first started using it, it was like pre-GPT-4 being quite as prevalent. And I found that sometimes it was incorrect, like saying Toronto had 4 million people. We don't, we have 2.9, um, which like it's still better than a lot of other AIs to be honest, but it was interesting. Um, what other titles? And then it see it's pulling. This is the cool thing is it, bases it based on your topic. So like, what are the benefits of blogging for individuals and businesses? It's literally looking at like advantages of blogging. And then, oh, I didn't mean to click it, but oh, I think because I highlighted it. I don't know. But this is why it has unlimited. So it doesn't matter if it ran. But look at this. We've got a bunch of um, potential headings now. The thing is, and what I get frustrated by is I can't put in my keyword to like make it focus on the keyword. So for example, like advantages and disadvantages advantages of blogging is my keyword and it's a bit annoying that like yes pros and cons is similar but that's not the keyword I'm going for and it is considering title a little bit like title length for SEO not massively as you can see um, so yeah I get a bit frustrated because I'm like I get that these titles might be better for like a Facebook post on this but for SEO I need to actually have the keyword up front and have it not be too long um, yeah, but so, sorry, I was saying that it pulls like benefits um, from the advantages for bloggers here, benefits of blogging, then drawbacks of blogging, disadvantages of blogging, like it's pulling directly from what my topic is, um, best practices, how long does it take to see results. I love that it's coming up with these ideas based on, um, yeah, what the focus of the topic is, what are some common mistakes. So let's click into the uh, facts and stats and see what it suggests. And it's interesting because these will also adjust as you write the post, which is really cool. And as you click through different parts of your post, it will also adjust the questions it suggests. So here we go. So like not all of these are like specific like number stats, but I think it's interesting. It's pulling a lot of can -bees. I think they're all true. I just don't know that I would have called them facts and stats. It depends on what the topic is. Um, yeah. But I think these are all true, like low cost way to market, time consuming, effort to maintain. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I would include most of those, to be honest. I think I did. Um, what questions do my readers have? I'm going to pick one and then we'll just have it run because I want to show you guys how it works. Once it loads. It's weird being at my dad's house on the internet. It's not good. And then it drives me out of my mind. <laughs> I need to start clearly carrying around a portable hotspot better.
Okay, so here we go. We've got a bunch now. Um, we've got questions that people would have about the topic. So these can be used as FAQs. I find that they're more um, about kind of things you would include inside of your post, and these can inspire headers. What I will say is I do not rely on any AI writer ever to make my outline. I do not think they're good at that. I think that they can help enhance the outline and add extra stuff. So like if all your competitors do the same four headers, this can help you come up with extra headers that you could then add on to stand out. But let's just run um, common mistakes. I think that's a good one. So it's going to put that there. Give it a second. I do think these are really good questions though and definitely things that I've had people ask. So there we go. So I ran the AI Enrich, which will just like kind of run the Basically, it's like hitting Command-J in Jasper or just telling ChatGPT, good, now write sort of a thing or write for this header. Um, but we've got some good ones here. I think these are like legitimate issues, not defining your audience. I don't think inconsistent posting is a mistake necessarily. I mean, a lot of people like batch post, um, but you definitely need new content. Ignoring SEO, I neglect social media. So again, not 100% sure I would say that, but definitely quantity over quality. I think those are interesting ones. And then if I wanted him to keep going, I could hit enrich and it would keep running. Now it does not always keep going with the above topic. If it feels it has exhausted it, it'll move on to the next thing. Um, so let's see what it does here because I'm not sure if it'll feel like it is finished the job. Yeah, so no, it felt like it was done. So it's moved on to the advantages and disadvantages. Uh, yeah, yeah which is fine. I mean, and this is why we guide it and why we don't just let it run. Um, but yeah, so if we move down, let's just see here. And you can ask it a question of your own. So you can see I've asked some questions based on other topics, but I would say, um, what are pros of blogging for millennials who hate their job? Maybe let's say. And then it's gonna run my question and then give me um, a list, like give me options for pros that then I could add in. So this is something that's interesting if you're writing on a topic maybe you're not 100% sure of or you want extra tips, it'll give you some options here. So we've got like, it's an outlet for creativity, uh, personal brand, form of therapy. I think that's an interesting one. <laughs> my therapist would disagree, but I'd probably agree. Uh, community, autonomy. I think that one's pretty interesting. So if we clicked on it, it would just insert itself. We would then need to adjust and format this because that, that was not formatted well. Yeah, so basically the way that this works is you can ask any question up here. And so if you have a header of something that is like, um, like let's just say um, one pro of blogging is that there are many ways to make money. Tell me more about this then it can help you actually like fill out the content beneath it. Once it runs, there we go. Yeah, blogging can generate income, uh, duh, duh, duh. advertising, display ads, affiliate marketing. I think that's pretty strong. Now what I would do with that is I would put it in here 
and then I would have it rephrase it because it's not quite in my voice, I would say. I think it needs a little bit more Nina-fied. There we go. And I think that's better too because I love a list and it knows I love a list. But I think that is more my voice than this kind of robotic thing. So what I do a lot of times is I will make my outline first um, for like new content. I will put in some like notes about it kind of into the outline like I would give a freelancer if I was like, okay, note that um, we're going to focus on affiliate income for this one or whatever. And then I'll run through its questions and then I'll ask questions as well. So I might want to look at some extra subheadings of like things that I hadn't considered um, because it is pulling these from search results to some extent, but it's also pulling it based on its knowledge of my ideal audience that I gave it and its knowledge of the internet and based on my other content. So here we've got a bunch of advantages. Um, oh, sorry, here we've got an advantage that's gonna be one. And then it's got a list of, I guess what people would have had is like, their top 10 list sort of a thing. Um, I'm guessing some of this formatting is being pulled from my table of contents, but I still think it's pretty interesting. So yeah, and then, um, so sorry, so I'll ask it questions. Um, I will go through its questions and kind of like beef up my outline, make sure I have fat, facts and stats that I want. And then I will start writing and asking it questions on stuff. I will also use the command just like I would do in Jasper or in, um, chat GPT and say like write a paragraph about whatever that heading is um, including and then give it any things you want it to include same as all the other ones um, but it's nice because it will pull from your voice as well when it's writing with those commands and I think that's pretty interesting because I do find I need to edit this a little bit less um, for what it writes, especially if I use the rephrase tool um, or the AI enrich. I do find that like when you just click on this stuff, it's pretty generic. Um, so you have to kind of like put it into your voice a little bit. But yeah, I think this is a really cool new tool that's very different than other things that I've seen on the market. Um, and I think it's USP that it like learns from you is really interesting. It keeps adjusting as well going forward, which is nice. Um, so the more you write, the better it gets at learning your style. Now, if you're a brand new blogger and you don't really have a tone yet or you're struggling with that, something you can do is pull um, articles from other people. And I'm not saying you're copying content, but you could be like, hey, you know what? I love this person's tone of voice. I wanna kind of like tune mine into that a bit more. You can manually add a couple of their posts to it and then it will learn um, that like that style a little bit and adapt your style with it, which is really interesting. And I think that's kind of what a lot of us do when we start out. People get mad at me when I say stuff like that because they're like, Nina's telling us to steal content. And I'm like, I'm not. What I'm telling you to do is what we all did when we started. You look at the like successful bloggers and then you try to write like them. <laughs> like it's just, that's the way it works. You have your own spin on it for sure. But like we copy and imitate to learn what the successful thing is and then we adapt it to our own. You do the same with AI. If you train it on that model and then adjust the model to yourself, it works a lot better than just like going in cold turkey and then writing something like with nothing there. So if you wanted to edit old articles, you can go and edit. Drafts is where you'll hold everything. Now for a new article, you'll see it's completely empty so far. So the cool thing when you first start is it'll give you ideas based on your past articles, based on the topic you gave it, and based on your readers. It does take a minute to process, 
Um, so we'll wait for a second. There we go. So we've got five effective ways to use YouTube for business marketing, um, ways to improve websites, user experience, email marketing versus social media. I have like a couple versus um, things now, uh, how to create brand, Facebook group. So we can see it's number one, pulling marketing. Cause I set that, I set my thing to be marketing. Um, I do have a couple recent posts on, um, email marketing. So it's really pulling that, uh, and we've got some killer blog content stuff, guest blogging, SEOs showing up, which is great. I think a lot of these are really interesting. I wouldn't use this to find keywords. You got to go find the keywords yourself, but this could be a good jumping off point. I don't have anything on improving website user experience because honestly with SEO, it's hard to find stuff that like my baby new SEO site could compete with. But if that's helpful for my users, I could definitely write this and just no index it if it's not going to rank or just wait three years for my TA to get high enough. Now, when you enter a title as well, if you don't want to go with any of those, write your own title, pick a keyword. Um, you're then going to tell it the objective of the article, which is something you would do with a freelance writer as well and be like, OK, the title is the um, 20 best things to do in Rome. Um, help tourists figure out what's worth their time and money if they're in Rome for a week. Because my, I'm gonna do this as a travel example, because I know most of my audience are travel bloggers, I'm gonna then tell it what my travel people are. So like, or like what that customer avatar is. Um, travelers who, oops, who are solo traveling budget like to stay in hotels and eat good food so there we go i've given them like a bit about my people i've given them like what the um focus is you could say like only off the beaten path destinations or uh, activities you could tell them only free things to do we hit start writing your article and once it loads it's not going to start typing. What it starts doing is creating those ideas. So it's now processed what your goal is, and then um, it's coming up with questions based on that. So for example, it says, what are some affordable off the beaten path activities that millennials can enjoy in Rome? That's like directly from the stuff I just gave it. Um, unique places to eat that won't break the bank. Like these are really cool because it's totally basing it on what you just told it. So, um, I would definitely still make my outline first, but I think it is interesting to come in and see like, what is its focus? What is it thinking about? Um, and what could you add from it? And for a brand new post, I mean, especially if you're doing any zero volume keywords ones, cause I have so like the biggest issue I see with zero volume keywords. I have so many emails about this is okay. But since there are no competitors that are good about this, like, what do I do for my outline? Come in here and it will help you out. So here we've got subheadings that would be like the things to do sort of a thing. Um, I lived in Italy for a while, but not in Rome. So I don't know all of these, but 100% Pantheon, Vatican, um, Sistine Chapel. Those are not um, off the beaten path, but you kind of have to include them. <laughs> but I think the sunset, the cooking class is a great idea. I did a couple of those when I lived there. Tivoli, I love the gardens in Tivoli. Jewish ghetto, like these are correct. These are 100% things that exist there. Um, and obviously gelato, I'm obsessed with gelato. It's a problem. I gained so much weight when I lived in Italy. Um, yeah, but so I, I think this is really interesting and let's see what facts and stats it pulls for this one. 
I find when you're talking about like locations and if you said something like a cost of living post about the place, it would pull more legitimate stats, I guess, like more numbers. Um, yes, here we've got a couple. We've got like 4 million visitors annually to the uh, Coliseum, 70,000 pieces of art there, um, Baroque masterpiece, largest fountain in Europe. Like I would say these are more facts and stats than what we had before, which is fair. I mean, to be honest, the pros and cons of blogging, I, I didn't really need stats necessarily in the same way. Um, yeah, and then if you want other things, you could say like, what are what should I include in my conclusion? You can ask it any question just like you would chat GPT. Um, I just like that it comes up with the ideas for you as well related to your topic. And yeah, that's basically how I use this. I think it's a pretty cool tool. Um, no one's really talking about it yet. Everyone's still on like that whole koala train. Um, I don't, I don't know. It, it is very new. Um, they just started putting up videos in the how-to section recently. So if you go to the knowledge base, um, these are very new, the videos. So like uh, what, or no, it's the um, using the editor. They just started adding in these videos really recently. They're very good. Um, and they do go through it pretty well and like, which helped me learn a fair bit about it. But uh, they're still, they're gonna have to add more for sure. Um, and I think it's kind of cool to be a part of the growth process of it. So yeah, that's basically um, how I use this. I think it is fun. I think the free version is really good. Uh, I currently wouldn't upgrade because I don't need to. I have ChatGPT Pro, I have Jasper, I have so many. I've, my accountant is pretty mad at me for how many AI tools I keep buying and testing. Um, but I would say if this is a style that would work really well for you, I think the paid plan is worth it as long as it's um, based on I didn't even know they had that program. Oops. Um, where was I trying to go? I thought that would be the paid area. Oops. Where is it? Oh, billing. That's what I was trying to get to. I wanted to show the plans again. There we go. So um, I would say this one's worth it. Number one to get GPT-4. So like mine has GPT-4 built in because I was on it early, um, but limited. Uh, I do think that the 40 articles every month is nicer. Um, I've been able to do more than 40, but I think that's because I was like minorly grandfathered in. Uh, I, I'm sure they're going to cut me off soon, especially as I say this publicly. But I think doing 40 articles is great. And I would definitely, I think it's 100% worth it um, if you're in a content audit moment. So if you're currently doing like a month of a content audit, I would get a month of maybe grow and then optimize 40 articles. Um, that way you can go through and like optimize them with your vo voice, which is really nice. It's not an AI tool that does SEO. Um, I do think Jasper is still the best one for incorporating SEO and keywords, but I think this does a different version of it in a really nice way. There's um, no word count limit like Jasper has, which is kind of the main downside of Jasper at this point. I think if it didn't have that, it would do a lot better. Um, yeah. I don't know. I really like this one. I've been having fun playing with it. I think it is the most unique one I've seen so far. Um, it does definitely have limits. Uh, I def I wish they would add like a keyword component where you could put in like what your keyword is to keep in mind um, because it does see above it to some extent, but I find that it loses track of the keyword pretty quickly and will use synonyms. So the main thing I'm having to do with this one is when I'm done, I have to go into the content assistant of key search or into like something like rank IQ 
put it through and then do a lot more work to get those keywords in there um, than I do with Jasper. Jasper tends to, even though I don't fill out the keyword section, it just tends to keep them in mind a bit better. And then with ChatGPT, because of the commands you give it, you're always giving it a command where you can put the keyword in. So with this one, if you're using the sidebar stuff, you're not necessarily able to include the keyword itself. Um, and with the rephrase tool, there's no option to like rephrase ensuring you use the keyword sort of a thing. And I'm hoping that that comes with its growth and it'll um, be in an update, but yeah, we'll see. I think it's a really cool tool. Um, I actually, like, I didn't know there was an affiliate program. I guess the links I include now will be an affiliate, um, but I just thought this was cool. So uh, yeah, interesting to learn partway through. So yeah, I think um, I would recommend giving it a try. I love that it has a free, um, like free forever option so that you can give it a go with like four articles a month. Um, for most people, if you were doing new content or like a slow content audit, that's plenty. You don't really need more. Um, the only thing is that it's the limit on the GPT-4 isn't included. So it's not going to pull stats and figures that are like up to date. It'll be pulling from the GPT-3 model, which was trained, I believe in 2020 or 2021. I don't fully remember where it read like 10% of the internet. So it doesn't have up to date search engine results the way that GPT-4 does. But if you're happy to do your own research on those, then yeah, you don't, don't really need it. So hope that helps. Um, I know it's got a bit long, but like, as y'all know, I freaking love an AI tool. So if there's others you'd like to have me review like this, um, let me know. I've, yeah, just really have a lot of fun with these. <laughs> have a great day, guys.